Psalm 9-1 says, I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. I will recount all of your wonderful deeds. As we approach Thanksgiving, it seemed fitting this year to make this presentation about giving thanks to God for all he has done and is doing through the Beacon of Hope ministry. So I'd like to share with you some of the things for which I am thankful to God. I'm thankful that Beacon of Hope offers hope for the soul, provides care for the body, and creates community for the heart. To show how that happens, Tammy, who was a Beacon participant, is going to walk you through what happens on a typical Tuesday evening at Beacon of Hope. Hi, I'm Tammy Campbell, and I've been coming to Beacon of Hope for about 11 months now. We lived in Lansing, and we moved out here to St. John so that I was closer to my children. And um, when we moved out here, the money wasn't as plentiful as we would like, I guess. And there was eight of us in a house, so I was looking for a food bank. And they gave me a piece of paper with a bunch of phone numbers on it, and your phone number was on it. And I called and left a message, and then you invited me to come that night. And I was like, oh, wow. So we came, and then here we are now. <laughs> There's nothing like this anywhere else. That I, I've lived in Ingham County, we were in Shiawassee County, nothing like that. My um, walk with God was not very strong when I was younger. So to come here and to like have open arms and people talking to us and showing me the way in the Bible and stuff was eye-opening. And then to see like, you know, all the resources and all the support that is here, it was totally not expected. When I first come into Beacon, I sign in and then I take Savannah over to the child's um, playroom and sign her in and let her play there. When I'm called up to the table or the desk, I turn in um, my lessons or any study that I have that I can get points for, and then I go sit down and wait for my name to be called. When I'm called, I go back and talk with the counselor. Um, we talk about like my life and if I need any prayers or anything, and then we talk about the Bible study. Then we pray, and I'm talking to them. I like that they, um, first of all, they, they don't treat you like you're just Oh, okay, hurry up, get out of here. Like, they really talk to you, and that really helped me because I really don't have anybody really to sit down and talk to and, you know, have guidance with. And they're not all, like, one-sided or, you know, oh, well, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that. Um, they give you good insight. They give you um, 
really, really good support. They give me my slips so that I can go down to receive my food and um, go through the little stores. The first stop I go to is the food. I get my food order. Going to the food bank, um, or the food part in here, it's really helped because it's not like a normal food bank because normally when you go into a food bank they give you stuff. Here you get to go through and choose what you want and what you could use which to me is really helpful because like I don't eat beets but if you go to a different food bank sometimes they give you beets. But here you get to choose like what you want, what you know your family is going to eat and it's very helpful because it's good to help stretch to the next hour. and I go to like the free store to see if there's anything in there that I can use. In this store, it's very helpful because, um, you know, like I like to get my toilet paper, my trash bags, and like the little things that we need that you might not be able to purchase in the store, like some of the shampoos that they have. I have points for that, I can spend my points on that, but like, I can't spend $5 on a bottle of shampoo. So, you know, it's really helpful. They also have the birthday bin. Um, when Savannah had her birthday, we I got to use utilize the birthday bin, which was very nice because you can save your money for like your rent or whatever, and you can get their toy with your points. I have two kids, um, they're both girls, one is uh, seven and one is 17. Yeah, she's so excited, she loves it every week. She's, mommy can we go in there, mommy can we go in there, I wanna spend my points. And she gets a little um, pamphlet, there's a little story in it and we read the story together and then she answers the questions. I fill out the bottom part and then when she is done, she brings it in and there's a mailbox over there that she puts it into and then she waits for next week and she gets it graded and then she gets a new one. So she loves it. I love doing the Bible studies. I'm kind of bad because you're supposed to do one Bible study a week and I do one whole Bible study a week, not just one chapter. And like I've done quite a few of them. Um, you're only allowed to hand in one uh, at a time. I think I've done like six and I'm done. And I've only been able to hand in two full ones and then we're only halfway through the last one. My favorite one so far that I've done is the one that we're talking about now, which is Genesis, the book of Genesis. It like, to me, it like outlines everything and shows you why and how things came about. And so I really like it. <laughs> when I was younger, we really did not, like we didn't go to church. We didn't like really speak of um, God or Jesus in our family very much. Coming here, like they've opened my eyes to that. They're, um, like helping me with my walk to get stronger with Jesus and showing me the right way to go. And I've been to the church a few different times um, and it's very opening, like they're ready to help you and supportive and show you the way to go. And they're not um, like telling you what you need to do, they're giving you options like, oh, we should go down this road, not, it has to be this way, this way, this way. So that gives you just a little taste of uh, what happens at Beacon on a typical Tuesday evening. Um, <clears throat> but I just want to point out that Beacon is not just for women. Um, we have 
um, men advisors who meet with our men participants. And just to let you know, starting um, at the beginning of next year, we will have a need for another male advisor. So if that's something that you might be interested in, you can talk to me. Um, you can also talk to our um, other men advisors, um, Jason Holbin, Tom Moldenhauer, uh, Aaron Davis, and Steve Felposh, if you want to learn a little bit more about what it's like to be an advisor at Beacon. And um, as you probably guessed, this video was filmed pre-COVID. And so one of the things that Tammy talked about was putting her child in the playroom. And we would love to reopen the Beacon Playroom, but that's another area where we still need some volunteers. So um, if you're interested in possibly serving in that area, um, you can talk to me about that as well. So I'm also thankful for each and every person that God brings to Beacon. Beacon is about building relationships with people and creating that community for the heart. And one person that has a special place in my heart is Lori Rings. And Lori is just going to come and tell you right now about her experience with Beacon. Good morning, everyone. I'm going to try not to cry, but the beacon of hope has really meant so much to me. So my name is Lori Rings, and I have been a beacon of hope participant since 2015. I'm here to share my story of how Beacon of Hope has been a lighthouse, a shelter for me in my times of trouble. At the beacon, I have had many Bible classes by Sharon, Linda, and Pastor Chad, lessons of hope, and group prayers and encouragement. And sometimes, somehow, each and every week, just the right scripture to lift you up through your problems of the week or of the month. By giving encouragement, that shows loving kindness and by each and everyone who dedicates their time in helping run the beacon of hope. Karen, with all of her wisdom and organizational skills and program knowledge, who always making the time to hear your problems. And to the counselors and Cindy, who I am always pouring my heart out to with life crises. And Sue, Sue who runs the Learn and Earn store and knows what we need. Plus all the personal counselors like Candy and Janice and the many more that I can't even mention. And when I was having my one-on-ones, Joy, who I met at the play area while I dropped off my grandchildren. And plus all the stockers, workers, women and men who help pull everything together and make time not only for me, but for everyone that comes in in the community is greeted with that loving kindness. Also, thank you to the First Baptist Church congregation for helping support the beacon of hope that has meant so much to me. Financially or through your donations of food and clothing and items in their earn and learn store or items for free, which I have helped my whole family, especially my grandchildren, God provided through your kind-hearted people. Whenever I have needed, I can 
always seemed to find just what it was I was looking for. My budget doesn't allow a lot of shopping at the stores, and the Learn and Learn store is so helpful with laundry soap, dish soap, paper towel, just to name a few things, and many of these items there, but if I spent $20 on such things, could make the difference of me paying consumer power or my water bill, and then getting a shutoff notice, which would just mean more trouble and stress for me. So why has been life so hard for me? It wasn't I. In 2 Timothy 3, it says that in the last days, critical times will be hard to deal with. For 20 years, my life was perfect. I had it all, a perfect job as a bus driver, a huge home, and a huge loving Christian family. We had up to 15 people living in my home sometimes, helping cousins. But I had my husband, my daughter, my son-in-law, and my grandchildren. But then tragedy happened. I broke my knee, my father's heart attack, our fire, my mother and grandmother's handicap, and they got weaker. My daughter had a miscarriage, and my husband got diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis and osteopenia in his hands and was not able to work, and a few other things to mention. But I started coming to the beacon, and to my tragedies, we, we lost in our big home. Our family had to split up, but our prayers were answered, and we still lived next to each other at the Meadows. Door, actually, next door. And then one year later, more tragedy, I lost my loving grandmother. And then the following year, I lost both my parents. My mother died on her 57th wedding anniversary, and my dad died five weeks later. They both just had small falls that led to their death. And with my parents gone, my job of the heart, with no paycheck, we lost our home at the Meadows. Beacon of Hope counselors and friends encouraged me, praying with me regularly, God carrying us. It was a rough year. Being around friends, and family, excuse me, our daughter and friends helping us, but always Karen. But due, it wasn't due to uh, any other problems. It was just due to a shortage of affordable housing. We couldn't find a, fam, a home to fit us all. We ended up homeless in the summer of 2017. The house we thought was ours wasn't. We had to camp from June to September 2017, roughing it. No running water, no electricity. Five adults and five children. God can make anything bad work for good. The beacon of hope was our lighthouse in our life storm of challenges. And we were at the beacon a lot, using the phone, looking for housing, using the computer, washing laundry, getting coolers, ice, diapers, and needs, just basic needs. And the kids would play in the playroom while we were working and getting help. And sometimes we'd get an occasional gas card, just things were so tough. Karen helped us find programs 
to help lift us up. My husband got help through Pathways and Disability Network, which we wouldn't have found without Karen. We were able to get my husband early SSI disability in a record of two months. That never happens. That was God's miracle for us. We needed it desperately. So when you have tragedy, paperwork is almost impossible. You can't think. And when under so much stress, thank you, Karen. We were on the right path. My husband and I would have subsidized housing in November 1st. My daughter family found a house. And we had a few months stopping a couple of times, always at the beacon, a couple week, times a week to, sit, to see friends. But our, and we went to stay with friends in October, but our friends had a tragedy and their mother had a brain tumor and they had to let their home go. So we were back in our van and it was so cold and raining with just a week and a half to go. In desperation, crying and praying to our Heavenly Father one evening, the beacon was closed. I was just praying, calling out to our Father for help. And our prayers were heard. At Amen, my phone was ringing. And my neighbor, Anne, that I got to know better through the beacon of hope. She called me and asked me, Lori, are you okay? Is there anything you need? God's Holy Spirit had touched her heart at the right time. And she called me at my moment of desperation. And she gave us a place to stay for that last week and a half of, through our rough times. And then we got into our home in November, but we had to move to Owasso for a year away from my family and my grandchildren. And it made it really hard. But we still made the trip back and forth to the beacon here and even picked me up when my car would break down, as it did today as I was trying to get here. <laughs> but she always gave me mental support. Again, the Beacon of Hope, a year later, saw a program that could help us and get us back to St. John's, closer to our kids and our grandkids. Karen saw a disability housing voucher, helping me apply the paperwork and faxing immediately. We were selected. Another miracle from God for us. One out of nine in the whole Clinton County. And, and we were selected. Beacon of Hope has also helped me make good Christian friends through all of my Bible classes, cooking classes, and visiting while shopping. I try to help others with rides when I can, and I become very close friends with Brianna, who our children can play, and we have play, play dates together. Karen has called me about a vacation Bible school. I had nine grandchildren at 10, and seven made it on the final night. Watching, I was so proud. Watching them sing. Kyrie comes with me on my Tuesday nights with Sharon, an inspiration to everyone that comes there, that her love of God. And she started through the mailbox club and now wants to come every Tuesday night with me. She comes on Wednesday nights when she can and Sundays as much as possible. My upcoming goals for this year are to become a full-time First Baptist member 
become baptized and sing with a choir if it starts up again. <laughs> and I volunteer more at the Beacon of Hope and hopefully maybe be able to work part-time. Tragedy can happen to anyone. A loss of a loved one, a spouse, a child, a parent, an accident causing a disability, a loss of a job, a loss of a home, or a COVID hospitalization. That's why I thank you for your generous donations and loving support and volunteers of the Beacon of Hope. Through their loving kindness, they can continue to help those in need in our community. And not only with the basic needs, but with God's word, the Bible, prayers, and encouragement. By helping people, you're finding God's lost sheep. Thank you so much for all of your support. Thank you so much, Lori, for sharing that. Okay. Um, wow. <laughs> so, um, I'm also thankful that Beacon of Hope is becoming trauma-informed. Over the last several years as a ministry, we have been striving to be more aware and informed of the effects of trauma on people's lives and seeking to provide the hope and healing that can come through Jesus Christ. So to tell you a little bit more about that, um, we're going to watch a video with Cindy Thalen. I'm Cindy Thalen, and I am a trauma-informed advisor at Beacon of Hope. And so I'm going to talk a little bit about exactly what trauma is and how that kind of plays into our ministry at Beacon. We can tend to think about trauma as an event, but it's kind of backwards. Trauma is actually what happens to us after an event. So trauma is the outcome of something that's been pretty horrific. And so what we know about trauma now is that um, people tend to be able to recover even some of the horrific things that we can hear and see and know um, much better when they're in supportive relationships. So what happens in trauma is we get bathed in all of those chemicals that God designed us to have to be able to survive in a dangerous situation. People who have undergone trauma are bathed in those chemicals. That's just naturally what happens. It's our body's response to terrible things. And when we can't dial that back, that's when it becomes extremely um, devastating to not only our, our mind, our soul, uh, but our body as well. One of the things that um, I like to Keep in my mind, especially when we deal with Beacon, ladies and gentlemen, is, is that typically they have not had a lot of support. So one of the things that we really like to do at, at Beacon that we've started to incorporate if a participant wants to, is to take a look at what's called their ACEs score. 
and ACEs stands for Adverse Childhood Experiences. It is um, a big study that was done in the 90s uh, out of two physicians did it actually in a weight loss clinic that, that they were running. And what they have found in, in this whole movement that has been able to kind of springboard off that is that there's a direct correlation between the number of adverse childhood experiences a person has had and their outcomes in their adult life for chronic health, um, physical things like diabetes, um, heart disease, lung disease, as well as how prone they are to addiction, how prone they are to becoming a victim of um, abuse as an adult, and how prone they are to depression and anxiety. Now having said that, ACEs is not something that should diagnose anybody, it's simply a tool. But we do start looking at ACEs if a, if a participant would like that, and there's a score. We look at 10 different ACEs. So we take a look at those 10, they, they go ahead and mark up which of those 10 happened to him happened to them between the ages of 0 and 18. Why we're really interested in that particular window of time is because that's when the brain is developing. We know it's actually developing now till between 25 and 28. But there are some critical time periods in a child's life where if they are exposed to that kind of adverse experience without supports they actually become neurologically wired differently and at a disadvantage. So ACEs can help us do a few things. They can help us predict health and mental health as well as physical health outcomes in an adult who suffered those, but they can also help us prevent them in our children and our grandchildren. Why would we do this? Because when we start to look at folks that are struggling and have struggled and lifestyle choices and um, patterns are very frustrating for us, we can kind of dive deep and see where some of those have come from. At Beacon, we're running trauma groups and Pastor Chad spends time with us. We, we do do um, some work on forgiveness. And so he comes in and speaks on forgiveness um, gives us the biblical view and the ladies have a chance to dialogue with him which they do they're very comfortable with him matter of fact i've had him come back in for other subjects that come up as well some of the things that have happened is one of our gals contacted her mother who it's still not okay for her to be in relationship with her it's not safe or wise but she was able to contact her and say i forgive you i can't be in relationship with you but i forgive you Going into that, we had quite a few in the class that were, I'm not forgiving, I'm not, mm -mm, I'm not. And then that was one of the things that came out of that particular session. So they do Bible studies throughout that kind of um, pertain to what subject it is that I've been teaching. And Karen will write that based on our subject matter. But when we can do a deep dive, um, we like to use with in our trauma class we like to use the um, iceberg <laughs> model and if you're looking at an, a big picture of an iceberg you know there's the top of the iceberg the ocean and then what you don't see the top of that iceberg stands for all those behaviors and those life choices that we see 
beneath the surface is all of the things that you don't see and maybe kind of don't take into consideration. And if all we ever do is look at the behaviors and we never address what's underneath the surface, we're not going to see a lot of change. So in the ACEs movement, we've learned that there are a couple of things that need to happen. So people who have been um, traumatized, typically if they have not received the correct supports and they've kind of lived in this survival portion of their brain for months or years, um, they're coming from that place we like to call fight, flight, freeze. And so oftentimes they're just reactive. They're just kind of instinctual. Um, they can never get to the part of their brain that's their reasoning part where they can learn, where they can uh, plan, where they can pay bills on time, where they can make it to a job every day. Just all those things that we kind of take for granted, they're literally not able to get into that brain space because they're stuck um, based on their trauma in this fight, flight, or freeze portion. So when we start to work with somebody that's been in that situation, we need to, first of all, make sure that they're safe and connected. If they do not feel safe in all areas, safe in the physical environment, safe with you as a person, and if they don't have any connection to you, and connection can be as simple as, we both like cats, and you build on that. If, there, if that's not present, we will never be able to get them to that next level of rationing or reasoning where we can really teach life skills, where we can teach those biblical principles that they so badly need. So I think for me, one of the really important learning, um, the learning curve I've been on with incorporating neuroscience, psychology, ACEs, you know, all of this, um, this side of things with the spiritual side, with ministry, um, there's been a couple of things that I've learned. Number one, from a participant's point of view, I feel like we can help them make sense of their own core choices. And when you know why you're doing something, you're much more able to change it. Um, when we can draw those connections for them and they can help stop or prevent things in their kids or their grandchildren's lives too. Number two, we take the pressure off because one of the things that we do in trauma care is we really focus on that. It's not about what's wrong with you. It's about what happened to you. That does not take responsibility off from them for their own poor choices and the things that they need to do but it relieves them of that kind of intrinsic, I'm a bad person, this is on me, I'm rotten, I'm no good, I'm invaluable. And that's really the message that they've received through childhood when their needs weren't met and they did not have the support to, to overcome their trauma. So for the, the participants, it's just really helpful <clears throat> in drawing those lines for us as the ones who are ministering and supporting and coming alongside and sometimes honestly banging your head against a brick wall. What it does for us to look at things through these kind of trauma-informed lenses is it takes away the judgment. You know, because I know early in my nursing career working with um, people that continue to make the same rotten choices over and over again, 
there's a lot of judgment. And knowing how, <clears throat> excuse me, knowing how ACEs and trauma of any kind that has not been addressed, that has not been supported, can affect the person literally. Brain changes and physiological changes and the inability to get to that portion of the brain where they can be reasonable about, reasonable about it has helped me to just not have judgment, to just be able to love them. And in totality, we can psychologize, you know, we can do therapies of every kind, but we know there's only one true healer and that's our Lord and Savior. And here at Beacon, we're able to do that. We're able to kind of rip the veil off the trauma, dive into some of that, send them to the resources that they need, but then give them full access, full knowledge of the true one healer of that trauma, and that's Lord Jesus Christ. Cindy wasn't able to be here today. She's a little under the weather, but um, I do have some information um, at the beacon table, a little bit more information about trauma if you're interested. So the last few minutes here, um, I'm going to talk about um, being thankful that Beacon cares for the homeless. Uh, Lori mentioned going through a period of homelessness in her life. Um, it's, a, it's a real problem here, um, primarily because we don't have an emergency shelter here in Clinton County. But even though we can't provide a shelter, we can provide um, other help and support to those experiencing homelessness. So I have one more short little video to show you about Margie, and she's going to tell you about um, her story of homelessness and then how Beacon helped her during that time. Bacon helped me out a lot with being homeless. Uh, they probably buy me food. They provide and let me take a shower when I need to. I wash my clothes when I need to. I mean, they help me out a lot. If I need gas, a gas voucher, they let me have a gas voucher to get me back and forth to my doctor's appointment or back and forth to work. And you, Dick is an amazing place to be at. <laughs> to go and get food or do whatever you got to get done. They can help you with resource and help you a lot. The hardest time being homeless is not being able to cook dinner for your family. Taking a shower or laying a nice, comfortable bed. That's the hardest for me. They can really help me out with getting the information I need. They provide, they can provide the information. They have, have me contact other people to help me find a place to move into. It's Vegan's a wonderful place. I can't ask for anything more. It's a blessing to have people in the community come together. And Miss Karen came together and bought me a, a basket of goodies for my home. It's amazing. Vegan's an amazing place. Vegan let me come take a shower here when I need to. 
Uh, they can let me wash my clothes when I had a truck full of clothes to be washed. If I need something to eat when I wash my clothes, Miss Karen gave me a little Lunchables to put in the microwave to warm up. Or if I had a pizza, I could come. I asked Miss Karen if I could warm up my pizza, and she said yes. Things like that makes me feel good about Deacon. I know I can ask anybody here at Deacon to help me, and they will put everything in motion for me. Deacon has a program that you can go to a Bible study to learn about the God that provides everything for me. I'm sorry. It's really emotional. When they provide the church Bible study to that deacon, they help you get you food, help you get the clothes, some clothes are free. Go to the store to get stuff or credits on, and they bacon does a lot. <laughs> I appreciate everything Deacon has done for me. Spiritually, I just let they pray for these people, pray for me, and and I let God handle it. And when God handle it, He put me into a home. I have come to begin, it changed me a lot. Uh, I'm, the days that I'm off, I do my Bible studies, I read the Bible. I have to bring my Bible up on my computer where I can see it. I do my studies and I read the studies and I try to go over it again and figure out what I have done. To me, I feel like the situation Dorian, I was in. That's how I feel about the study. I picture myself in that situation that everybody else was in in that study. And I feel like I'm reliving it. And Deacon has done, I let it all out and let God take care of everything. So God is the one that has helped me to get the place. My son, it comes here to support Bible studies too. He let God do, do everything for him now. He didn't believe in it, in God until yeah. now. They can love you guys no matter what. They love me. They love my son. You know, here we are. Thank you church family for helping those in our community who are struggling with homelessness um, for the welcome home baskets which I have um, one out on the table and a list of items that you can fill if you would like to do one of those um, last year we gave out nine baskets this year we've already given out seven um, Margie was one of them I had the privilege of bringing it to her on the very day she moved into her apartment and we were able to pray together and thank God together for providing that for her um, also, at the table, there's a list of items. We're going to be doing a special Christmas celebration for participants, so we do need some uh, Christmas gifts for them to purchase with their credits. So I have a list out at the table. Um, 
that has those items on it. And then also um, our Beacon Bible Studies that both Lori and Margie mentioned. I've got samples of those out at the table as well. Um, we are more than happy to share those with you. Um, if you would like to use them with people that you know that, that might need to learn a little bit more about what God's Word says. Um, so I just thank you so much. Thank you to this church for this uh, amazing ministry that you help provide. And um, I just thank God for allowing us to have the privilege to, to work in that way. Thank you.